the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Isaiah 61, and we are here in a new season, an interesting season, seeing that we have COVID and all types of crazy stuff that's going on, but we are happy to be on the air with you guys as you know some of you are like wait that doesn't sound like pastor joe you know who it is and i say the same thing every time i come on the radio yes it is the younger more handsomer joseph juice yes shout out to john for the special effects but you know since we're starting in a new season um and you know i don't want to feel like i'm taking over my dad's show which i feel like i am um, I decided to bring a special guest on. You know, we had decided to have a caller in. We're practicing social distancing, so he's not in the studio with me right now, but he is on the phone. Ladies and gentlemen, my dad, Pastor Joseph Sutton. What up, Dad? Hey, how you doing? What's up? Doing you? well, doing well so far. Yeah. So um, for most of the people that haven't known, uh, my dad has been kind of going through some uh, some health stinks uh, and some trials and tribulations but uh, he's getting a lot better. I know a lot of people have been asking me about it and been praying for him, so we really appreciate that. But, Dad, you want to, like, give them kind of an update on uh, on your health and how everything is going? Yeah. Man, I, I really hate that. to stop giving up updates because I feel fine. That's not something two years. And wham, something else happens. And, and uh, it, it takes me down. And uh, this last one was, so simple. I was leaving a counseling appointment, and my knee gave way because you know it's knee place And and uh, as I was walking, and I was walking, I I fell and hit a little decorative rock. It, it was no pain that day. It just started hurting until five days later. Yeah. And it, it started hurting. It was like it become infected. The infection was a kind of infection that gets in your bloodstream and can kill you. Mm. And that led to uh, another nine days in the hospital. And, and I, I can't really walk that well. I had to cut my knee twice to open it up and bust it out. And so I, I'm just getting rehabbed all over again. And it gets a little discouraged. It gets a little scared. Some people say I need to change my name from Joe to Joe. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely Joe to Joe for sure. Can't call me Joe. Yeah, I know how you tell him. I can't handle it. Yeah. I said, yeah, I said, I'm going to win. Everybody, you know, I'm going to win. And I'm going to come back out on top. So, so uh, 
besides you know, have to help somebody, you know, get me out of bed, you know, it, 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 it's been good. Sit back and reflect and uh, allow God to speak to you. And that this time I'm speaking to you about doing more work. Yeah. Like coming up with a new ministry or through the old ministry. But but allow God to speak to me about improving me. You know, and I and what 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 do I need to do? Mm-hmm. You know, how 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 can I grow closer to him? Now what I can do for him. Yeah. Well, we are all glad that you're doing better uh, and glad that you're feeling better. Me personally, I know the jokes that you be cracking all the time. So that's that's when we know when my dad is is on the road to a great recovery, when when he has time to make fun of people and and crack jokes. So uh, we're glad that you're back. Um, But, yeah, we want to talk about. Uh, if you if you you know because you this is technically your show you know this is technically your show I'm just now the face because I'm more handsomer you know what I'm saying so if you want to give yeah. the people kind of like what we're um, what we're gonna discuss today um, there's been a lot of crazy stuff that's been happening um, but um, you want to just give us a, a quick idea of what we're gonna talk about well the the the, the thing about technically about show when we started the show Isaiah fifty one. Uh, we want to give an urban perspective of some of the things uh sociologically and theologically that go on in the, 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 the urban environment. And urban doesn't mean poor, urban doesn't mean gain. Urban just means it's urban. You got the Kidwood neighborhood that's urban. Right? And you have mm-hmm. North Minneapolis that's urban. Give me Kidwood, you know, but but uh you know, so it's it's that People don't really understand sometimes what urban is. They chop it into things. So my whole thing about was being a close identity is understand urban and all the cash or anything like that. Another thing was to start laying out a format that young people as yourself can come and take over. Mm-hmm. So I may decrease, but so people as pretty as you can increase. You know what I mean? And, uh, and so and that's, that's the whole thing what we're trying to do. Uh, you know, I I really want to get a response to uh, you know, all the riots and uh, the deaths of uh, uh, the people across our nation by police officers and things mm-hmm. that are happening. And, uh, but, you know, I didn't. So, and it's coming out a little bit too today you know, before we move on. Yeah. Well, me personally, um, so I I was, for those who don't know, um, I was out there protesting. And for um, those of you who are just now tuning in, we're kind of giving you guys an update on what's going on in the community, as well as our um, kind of our thoughts on everything that's going on with the George Floyd uh, or George Floyd, sorry, George Floyd uh, case and different things that's going on. Um, I did participate in a lot of the uh, protests in Oxy, uh, a group of friends and I started a nonprofit to help uh, people who are less unfortunate, who uh, couldn't get essentials due to the grocery stores and stuff being closed. And it was an interesting, um, very, very interesting experience for me because uh, when it first happened, um, most of the times things don't really hit as hard as they hit unless it hits in the community um, or city or state that you 
live in. And for me, I saw firsthand, um, this is actually the third time um, that this has happened, but I saw firsthand how um, this affected our community. And it, it kind of just discouraged me a little more because it was one of those things where I'm just like, man, where, where, where are we going as, as far as humanity goes? Or like, how do we, I was done. I was kind of fed up with the whole, um, chanting the name and like, we need solutions like now. And so being out there, I was, I was like going into it. I was discouraged. Cause I'm just like, we've been marching for, for years and years now. And what, what is, what is it going to take for real change to happen? But as I was out there protesting and as I was out here, um, doing pro, uh, pop-ups and stuff i really got to see um and god really showed me what a glimpse of like heaven is like you know what i'm saying so because you have all these different people that came together from different cultures um different areas of the world coming together to to fight against injustice and to help out the community um and it and it, it really shined light on me to see like there is actually hope for us as a humankind because I, I saw it firsthand and you know, sometimes if you're listening from out of state or if you're um not really tuned in what's going on, you it's it's it it's not as crazy as it seems on the news. <laughs> and and it was cool to see oh, all yeah, the po- yeah, all yeah. the positive stuff that was happening. Go ahead, Ed. Right. Yeah, you being a communication major you know how we we cut we cut pace and swiping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the we reason why I stopped birthday. doing television news. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're going to fire your birthday party, but I had to do a reunion. I mean, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he had done. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Dale, uh what were what were kind of your thoughts on on like with everything that's going? Because you've been on this earth way longer than I have, and you've probably seen. I, I, I would say I was kind of discouraged that I was laid up. But the other time I was I was encouraged. I was laid up. Because to see my son, you know, all y'all all got different personalities. You also step out there and add to the frame. And what guy told me said, you know, we miss you a lot of boys spending there, like, how can you cry on it? Yeah. We miss you a lot of boys spending there, like, I'm too old to spend there, like. Yeah. For those of y'all that don't know, oh, I rolled off on my reputation, but it's yeah. so I actually stopped and said, do it. I was like, next week. Right. <laughs> and that was the cra- <laughs> that was a funny part of, or like what well, the crazy part about it is like, as I'm out here in the community with people, like everybody, you know, and for me, I like to build my own reputation. And so everybody's like, oh, that's Pastor Joe's son. Oh man, where your dad at, man? And I'm just like, uh, he kind of sick right now, but, but it's like, it's one of those things where everybody knew that if my dad could, he would be on the front lines. And I think it's kind of good for him in this season because he's kind of in the recovery season. So we're just like, man, you need to, you need to lay low. Cause it was one of those things where my dad was like, he's a, he's a, he's a frontline fighter. And it's just like, man, you're, you're in the medical, you're in the medical bay right now. You can't, you can't get back on the front lines until you recover. And so it was, it was really, it was, it was cool to see, you know, me and my brothers and my sister kind of step up and kind of take on the mantle uh, and finish the race, kind of what my dad has started as far as being a community leader and trying to be a voice for the voiceless. And so 
I know, I know you've told me multiple times about how happy it made you and stuff like that. And so I'm, it was it was cool to see that you it would have been nice to have you out there but we know we know you got to recover cuz there's going to be plenty more fights for you to fight and so we need you at your best. Yeah. You know from an urban perspective, you don't have to explain injustice as it as it gets to going. I mean cuz you 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 see it from an urban perspective. Mm-hmm. And you grew up with it. You know, you can be your little black man, or white man. I mean one time I was dropping these two little kids off. I was out these last two kids, and uh, and the police officer. I thought he was letting me over, so I, yeah, I cut over. I was the right leg. Like one thing, so he stopped, and I went around him. And he threw lights on me. He said, "I cut him off." Mm-hmm. I said, "I looked at you. I saw your eye contact. I thought you let me in. Then I was letting you know where." Yeah, he, and he just snapped me, yelling at me, trying to do anything like that. And I'm not the one to yell at, right? Mm-hmm. So those kids had been coming, and we've been out there. We were out there yelling at each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, the subway jumped off, and so because the kids got us, I kept my cool. And when the lights first came on, the police car, the little black kid responded, for, "Run, Mister Joe, run, run!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the little white, the little white kid responded, "Why did why 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 did they kill you?" Mm-hmm. Why is he yelling at you? You know, and, and it really disturbed him so bad that he couldn't sleep that night. He told him, they both, every year, they live about a mile apart. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, I don't know why he lived there about, like, the coldest night at home. And, um, and she said, he, he, he couldn't, he, he didn't know how to spell it. It's just how he treated you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going that way. And I said, well, it's good. He's not just left now. And, you be a better voice than, than probably I could be, and uh, you know. So that's that urban. These kids are a mile apart, mm-hmm. but but the but the, but the, 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 the minority kids, they like don't trust the popo. Yeah, well, <laughs> 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 yeah. The majority kids of the other culture, they're like, what's wrong? You didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I always be with seven year olds in the car. I like, yeah, he's a reason for that. It had me like 20 something minutes. I mean, you ain't told me to move your phone. You know what you did? Walk away. Yeah. Two more lives in the car. Two more lives in the car. Oh, man, that's just that enough. I was like, but, but, but that's, you see these things for urban seconds. Mm-hmm. So my brothers and sisters in the majority culture, we may live out in what we call sub-urban, you know, just out there. They don't go up seeing this. Mm-hmm. You know, they they, they, they is a police officer. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, they, 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 they can have power after they dig and stuff like that. The bill created. And so you, you have to say, and, and so when an event like what happened comes up, you know, I mean, there's some people who were already boiling. I don't know why anybody on the North Side would ride over South Side event. They ride in Australia or something happened in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's because it's not the particular event. It's what they've already gone through in their life that nobody will get them out there anymore. Exactly. And as we uh, wrap up before we go in a, a commercial break, um, I know when we get back, we're going to kind of discuss uh, different ways that we can, you know, kind of tackle this situation or even um, share some experiences uh, we just want to encourage you to um, 
just listen to uh to people that have had experiences be being able to because there's a difference between listening and like hearing someone you know listening requires full attention but also being able to apply what you're hearing so uh, at the end of the day it all boils down to love man because in the bible it says love cancels a multitude of sins so this is isaiah 61 we will be right back do not touch your radio Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. Begin each workday in the Word with the Ministry Morning here on AM 980 The Mission. Listen to the teaching and preaching of Dr. J. Vernon McGee, Greg Laurie, John MacArthur, and Philip DeCourcy while getting the news updates you need to start your day right. God must have blessed America for us to have so many. What's many going on, people? Welcome back to Isaiah 61. It is yours truly, Joe Juice Sudden, also known as Juice the Comedian. And I am here with my dad, but we're practicing social distancing, so he's on the phone. What's up, Dad? Talk to the people. <laughs> Social distance uh, over the phone. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I bet you little baby you won't have milk impacts with no social distance. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so right. If you were just now tuning in, we were kind of discussing, um, just kind of keeping you guys up to date on the George Floyd um, incident and just how it um, affects the urban community. My dad kind of shared a couple of his experiences um, as far as just, you know, run-ins with the law enforcement, but also the different perspectives of how even though you have two urban kids, but both come from a different minority and majority culture and how they reacted to certain things like that. And so, um, Dad, you want to kind of expand on that and um, share a little more, maybe even. Well, you know, when we look at, we 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 get so hung up on this on this thing called color, mm-hmm. you know, you know, and, and 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 really to me, the worst thing that happened in 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 the whole slavery issue, right, mm-hmm. was we created a new race. That was neither European nor African, mm-hmm. which we like to call black Negro. We still sometimes not settled on the identity of these people, and when we go into a, a area where they're colonized, right, we create whole new races, neither South African nor British. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, but both. And, and, and when this mixture happens, you don't provide identity for people. Then people start searching for that. It's either going to be a violent search, or it's going to be a submissive, just the way it is, search. Mm-hmm. So I love, I love to tell people a story about 
out when my brother-in-law came to visit one Christmas. And uh, and we were sitting up there, and somebody said, is the football game on? And uh, and he was like, oh, I don't care. I don't watch football. And everybody in the whole room stopped. Even, even my door. Then they touched out. like, you going to do what? Oh, that's the ball. I'm not going to let my kids play. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> you know I mean? and, and, well, you better go to another room or the basement or something like that. We're going to get out for ball. Oh, and, and, and y'all roasted us so bad. They roasted us about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> but we were the majority culture. Yeah. We love football. He was the minority. He was getting raked over the coals mm. because of where he was. Yeah. And, and, and so people act like they don't understand injustice. Well, you, you understand injustice. You, we've all been a part of the majority culture at one time. Maybe mm-hmm. not racially, right? But mm-hmm. somebody drag you on coals because of race. It could be you sitting up there. Everybody say, McDonald's cool, McDonald's cool, McDonald's cool, McDonald's cool. Yeah, I, I don't eat McDonald's. What? We all get that majority-minority mix. And if you got a parent, the parent is the majority, but yet he's the minority. Mm-hmm. I had seven kids who were the minority, and me and my wife who were the majority. Yeah. And we get it, and we act like we don't know these mixes, but 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 we we like to defer and act like we don't know. You know, you know injustice is around us all the time. That's why Dr. King went from a civil rights movement to a poor people's campaign. Because mm-hmm. he realized as he traveled the country, it wasn't so much a black white issue as it was a rich poor issue. Mm-hmm. You know, discrimination in the neighborhood starts with a big size and. Houses starting at. If you ain't got that at, you're not living here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're not living here. So, so how can I racially diverse a neighborhood that people don't have the money to move into? Yeah. And he, he said, well, that's not injustice. Yes, it is because somewhere down the line, you gave them the worst schools. I never forget my, my son that had sixth grade math books, so I made the school put me seventh grade math. And when I was out speaking at a school on the other side of town, I said, oh, the kids keep their books in the classroom? And she said, oh, those are extras in case they forget their home. Now, the people on this side of town had extra books in case they left there. Mm-hmm. Kids on the other side of town didn't have, didn't have any books at all. You know, the reason why I took you out was because they hadn't had a science teacher in two years and he was following behind, and I had to get you in there. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, I, 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 so you don't pay attention to certain parts of town. And so how can they make the money 15 years later if the other person making it? When he is when he, when he exposed to a, a deeper intellectual experience mm-hmm. than the other has. And that's what the adjustment happened. Yeah. The happened way back there. Yeah, you know, that's why this guy is always doing warehouse work, and the other guy is doing white collar. Yeah. So as we as we start to come to a close, um, how do you how do you think for those because there there are probably listeners on here, and I've had several conversations with people um, after viewing, you know, because with COVID, 
and this situation has really been able to have people shine a light and reflect on everything that's going on. How do you spark the conversation with people of the majority who are saying, um, who are now, you know, I wouldn't say they were necessarily sleep all the way, but they're they're now starting to see what's going on. How do you tell them in 60 seconds there? Because I know you could talk a lot. You know, we got 60 seconds. They, they're they going to charge us for overtime. How do, you, how do you tell them how they can help? Go ahead. All right, they can help that this way. Each one, reach one. Mm. Start with your own family. Yeah, you got four people in your family. I don't care how rich you are. Yeah, everybody got some Mookie and Ray Ray running around. They run around trailer park. They run around a project. Mm-hmm. You know, they run around here. You know, uh, you know, the five different daddies. You got to run around. Each one, reach one. You know, you see somebody you can't really play baseball at a park. You know, I always tell people. You know, if your kid goes to the school, let him play sports at inner city park. That way he meets the other kids, he gets there, and you help open the door for them and their family. Okay. It's a great thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, and, and so it's doing something simple to play out something more complex. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, thank you, Dad, for for talking and having a conversation with us. We appreciate it. Thank you guys for tuning in to Ice 861. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. And we out.